This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome back to the Perfectionist After Show. We're talking episode six, Lost and Found. Do you think the dead girl should be alive again? We're going to talk about all that and more with a special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Hey guys, welcome back to the Perfectionist After Show. I'm your host, Shay Jones. And like I said, we have a very special guest. We have the one and only Taylor Hodgkiss, a.k.a. Haley Aaron. Yeah. Yes, I was like, I just wanted to make sure I got the, the names right today. That's me. <laughs> like, when you have two first names, people say I'm in the wrong order a lot. So I wouldn't worry about it. You got it right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm working with today. Guys, we're talking episode six, Lost and Found. Taylor, you've been through the ringer these first six episodes. I mean, Haley, you've been through the ringer these first, as your character has been through so many tries. Somebody tried to kill you. You had to go on the run. Then you lived in the forest. Yes. My favorite thing to point out is that Nolan was the one bringing Taylor food. So when he was killed, like, I'm pretty sure she's been hunting raccoon or, like, eating squirrels. I could see that. You know, <laughs> survive, survive, you, you can handle yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, she has been through a lot. And especially coming from such a privileged upbringing, she's had to, like, completely start over and start a new life for herself, which is why I think it means so much to her. She is going to come back and rejoin her life from before. It's such a huge transition to go from being, like, Taylor Hotchkiss to, like, Davy Crockett back to Taylor Hotchkiss. It's, like, a lot of transition. I want to start off with you and Allison because you guys share so many similarities that are obviously brought into the show. You both like you both had very affluent um, backgrounds in your life before you had to be dead and had to kind of survive in a totally opposite direction of the way you grew up in. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do it that way, how was it for you mentally taking in this character, doing a flip switch? It's interesting. I think I was in a really transitional part of my life. It was a big transition going from, you know, a job that I had had for years. I was working on General Hospital and I left that and then I got out of a long-term relationship and I moved to Portland and it felt very familiar to me that I was, you know, leaving this one life behind. Like, it just so happens that I... I'm really happy, whereas Taylor kind of had to go through a lot of not fun stuff where I was getting to do fun stuff. (laughs) But the idea of going through transition, it was really familiar. So I feel like I can relate to her a lot. Like, I feel like a completely different person than I was a few years ago. I think, you know, we really do change a lot as we grow up. And so 
even though she's had to give up a lot of things that, you know, are pretty basic, like the uh, sh- shelter, shower, shower, I don't know, fast, uh, fast, fast food, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, like, like Taco servants, Bell, servants, <laughs> probably taking care of yeah. maids, so things like that. It's a, it's very relatable, though. I, I think Taylor and I would get along really well. I'd hang out with Taylor. I love that. I'd like to get a beer with her. <laughs> I, I I don't know why but I always think Taylor would be like more of a champagne girl. Maybe you know what I feel like Taylor would have gone from champagne to drinking like like Pabst Blue Ribbon or something like a PBR. Like that's nice. the new Taylor after she's left her uh, her high society life. She's like yeah, just throwing back with the boys. I love that. <laughs> now Allison finally tracks you down. She had to think about it. She got inspired by one of Ava's picture and what you said about how you went to say goodbye to Nolan. Mm-hmm. So you're in the cemetery, hiding behind a tree. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a progress. You know, being on the run in the shadows, it, it, you know, it's, sometimes you, it doesn't always work out. You'd think so she well. was so good at it for so long, and then she, she was like, I know, tree. <laughs> tree. And Allison convinces you to come back and to, you know, let your mom know that you're still alive. And when Claire sees you, she just drops the glass. I love that. That that was such a cool shot. Yeah, I loved that. And it was really fun to film, especially because up until that point, I'd only worked with Sasha, which, like, hey, I'm not complaining. I, like, lucked out so much getting to work with her and, like, really form a bond early on. But it was so cool because it was my first scene working with anyone else on the cast, and it just so happened that it was my mom, and it was this big moment. So it felt like, again, it was really mirroring my life, and it felt like, oh, this is a big moment for me, and it's a big moment for Taylor. And I loved that it was like, okay, when Taylor's on the stairs, you can't really read her. You're kind of like, ooh, is she kind of pissed right now? Like, she looks kind of pissed. And then... The final shot where her and Claire are hugging, and it's like a really sweet moment. I loved that. I thought that was cool. And then Allison looks and sees the beacon guard now in a case. Oh my gosh, can we talk about that? Okay, so... That's that, so creepy. First of all, so th- that case was not there before mine. If anybody's been watching the show, that case was not there so far until that moment before she leaves her house to go to the fashion show. There's now the beacon guard set up with the actual locked case. I know, and I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, so what would I do? Like, would I take a hammer and, like, try to beat the thing off? Like, what do you do about that? That's so creepy. Like, someone was in the house. Without your knowledge. Yeah. Ugh. That's so Beacon Heights. So Beacon Heights. And creepy. Just, I would legit want to know how to, like, do one of those lockpicks just so I could be able to, you know, take it apart if I needed to. Yeah. Until, obviously, my reinforced it with something that I could not break through. Right. I know. It's probably like um, the kind of glass that you can't even shoot through. Like, <laughs> I could actually they've thought of everything. <laughs> well, we open the show um, with Caitlin in the hospital. We don't really know her fate so much so far yet. And Ava and Dylan have their heart to heart. They're apologizing to each other and understand that we only have each other right now. And we, you know, we have to recognize it. We're together we, no matter what. No matter what. We're together at this moment. And we're going to do something I like to call Dana Watch because then Dana shows up dun, dun, as, dun. They, as they plan to confess everything, to give the cops what they want because it happened off campus. So technically, Dana should have no cause to say anything or, you know, input. But lo and behold, because Claire wielded magic and power and now Dana is over the case. So 
you know, they keep it back to themselves and they go on their way. But Dana's been acting a lot of different ways this episode, guys. It's interesting. First of all, you're busting into Caitlyn's room. You're not saying a word to her. That was, I that hate was it. So that was so disrespectful. That made my skin crawl, I know. It was so disrespectful. And then you waited to her mom get here. I'm like, oh, you know, here's my card if you need anything while you're in town. You know. Sneaky. Shady. Yeah. Shady, sneaky. There's just so many adjectives that we can't even talk about today. <laughs> um, and then the whole sewer thing that we'll get to later with Caitlin, uh, with Ava and Dylan that happened where there was another creepy aspect. She's like, oh, were you looking for Mason's phone? I have it right here. Oh, he has an alibi. This is what an alibi actually looks like. First of all, here's some questions for you. Did you follow me when I left the fashion show? Two, how'd you know I'd be coming out the woods at that exact moment? I have questions for Dana. You know what? That's a really good point. I didn't even think of it like that. Because she's operating like she has access to Beacon Guard. And maybe that's the idea is that Claire has given her access. Because maybe she did know that they were going to be there. And she followed them there. Maybe that's like... She's a step ahead. But I feel like where they came out of the woods, how would she know to be parked right there? Because oh, true, I think their car true. was somewhere else. Yeah. The car was exactly where they came out of the sewer, and now they're in a different part. So, again, those are my those are like questions I have because I'm... Yeah. My mind's... Like, maybe, she, like, maybe she installed, like, Find My Friends on their phones or something. Maybe Ooh. it's like... That's so bad. I don't even know how Find <laughs> My Friends work, so now that actually terrifies me. It's really weird. It's kind of creepy. It's like uh, we're living in some kind of weird future where everyone, I don't know. I think it's like crazy you can keep tabs on everyone. I don't know. I, I wouldn't sh- do it. <laughs> I want to shout out somebody in the chat right now. Uh, Alexis Brienne. Got you right. Hashtag Taylorson. They legit. They, everybody likes the idea of Allison and Taylor actually becoming a couple. It is. They, they actually are here for it. Um, Sarah, you says really nice moment when Claire first time seeing her daughter, and people are now questioning was Dana in the sewer because yeah, that's that's a really good question. Again, we'll get to that later because that's a whole aspect I want to touch on. Because wouldn't she smell though? Wouldn't she smell? No, but they weren't that close to her. Mm. You know, this is so interesting. I have so many questions. I go deep. Oh. I go deep. We need to get like one of those boards with the red strings. I've always yes. wanted one oh, of those. Like, like a murder kind yeah. of murder plot board. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be a good little. Feature. I wonder if that what Marlene does as she's planning every step. Of I would not be surprised. Or she, I don't know. She's just genius. I could imagine it being like when Mona's house was all covered in all the writing, <laughs> like a beautiful mind. She has a very beautiful mind. That's why we love the show that she's taking on in a whole new way from the books and made them their own world that we really fall in love in love with. But now we're going to get on to Andrew and Dylan because Andrew finally reached out to Dylan, wanted to check in, see how Caitlin was doing. And it was, it was, it was nice to know that he was still concerned mm-hmm. for Dylan because he found out that, oh, I kind of slept with Nolan before we got exclusive, quote-unquote exclusive. Um, You know... But it was so nice that Andrew reached out. I think they're so cute. Like, I don't know. It makes me sad because it's like, it's so PLL though. Like, when they're not in the loop, they they can't be together, you know? And so that's kind of like, like, are you going to really let him in? Are you going to let him, you know, know what you're going through? Because that was such a familiar thing on PLL with all the couples. And he didn't get a chance to do that either. He only got so far as to... 
somebody was keeping a secret of me and this is it. Right. Or maybe he even said the secret part just said, this is something I've been keeping from you that's been in my soul, my spirit, and now I'm telling you. So we really don't know exactly how long or how far the conversation got before Andrew stormed out. For me, it was more of him saying, I want you to be honest with me, but then now you're punishing me for being honest. Yeah. It's a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because in relationships with couples, like, it's heartbreaking. I don't know. If I found out I was being cheated on, I probably would, I might do the same thing, you know? And so it's easy to say up front, like, oh, if you're lying to me about something, like, you, I don't know, you... Ran over, oh, that's bad. I was going to say you ran over a puppy or something. But that's actually a good one. Like, if you ran over a puppy and it was really torturing your soul and you came to me and you told me, like, I'd be understanding and loving. But when it's that you're cheating on me or that you cheated on me and lied about it, like, then it's a little harder to forgive because it has to actually do with me. I don't know. And it has to resonate with you. I mean, it does take time, especially when you get that kind of a bomb dropped on you. So I understand Andrew's hesitance as to fully be there for Dylan while his friend is now in the hospital. Yeah. And not really knowing that for... And even though Andrew, you know, held the ticket at the fashion show... I mean, Dylan held the ticket for Andrew at the fashion show. He didn't come. That was the one performance he never saw. Yeah, that's so sad. For him, and that was a sad moment for me. I feel like at the same time, though, maybe it's better, like... I would say in real life, if he's not sure how he feels to take a step back rather than pretending like everything's okay and not, staying yeah. together, yeah, that he can take the space and kind of just, like, refocus his energy and see how he feels about things when he calms down. Like, that's a respectable, mature move. But, I don't know, like, the typing and then the not answering, like, that that just that's hurts. It hurts. It's, like, hard to look at. I don't know, the bubble and then it disappears. It's like, ugh. Oh, speaking of maturity, before we get on to that, I have to let you guys know, we love that you guys have made us the ESPN of TV talk. But for us to continue to grow, we need your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and hit that subscribe button. And if right now you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five star rating. One through four has been confiscated by A, they do not work. I <laughs> don't know what happened. It, it happens. A takes things. So... She took the one through four to be, be with her dolls. You know, that things happen that way. But, I don't know, but no matter what, leave us a comment. We love your theories, your excitement for the show. Because, guys, I check every week. You guys are amazing. I love your theories. I love your plots and what you think is going to happen. Because it makes me think, oh, I never thought of it that way. That's so cool. And being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us here. And we truly appreciate you supporting us. Thank you so much, and I legit could not be more grateful. That's so sweet. Thank you. I love the part about A stealing all the somebody. Other stars. Somebody actually put that in a comment, and I I wanted to take it because it was awesome. <laughs> I legit want to give credit to the person who actually put that in one of the comments, and it was fantastic. And back to maturity. Yeah, at least you can admit it. <laughs> I can, and guys, I can admit. I'm, we're gonna get some mittens later because we need to get on to Caitlyn. Caitlin has uh has had surgery. She had a little eternal eternal bleeding, but she knows she's doing okay. She's awake. And we finally get to meet mom, the senator, has now shown up. There is a lot of uh pressuring parent vibes, overachievements, vibes happening. Because the first thing she even says is you're gonna miss your track meet. I know. That was so mean. That's mom, I'm I can't I can't like she, Caitlin says I can't do anything about that. And the doctor thinks you're gonna be and you're going to take, take you two months. But I think if you push yourself, you're going to do it in six weeks. 
Um, maybe we should find the person who did this to me first and then worry about my track career later. Yeah. Just, and that's like a little upsetting when you think that should be my mom's first reaction too. Yes. Like just thinking about my well being. Like it is nice to have the support because Caitlin loves track and you know it's nice yeah. that her mom is supportive of what she loves but at the same time there's like a way to balance things out you know and she she's not helping her her case because also also we got an easter egg which I loved so so we finally found out that Caitlin's internship was with Sen- uh, Senator Hastings Spencer Hastings mom and come on I was so in my feelings and loved that moment I loved that when I read that in the script I was really excited because I've been watching PLL and I have to say I think Spencer might be my favorite I it's, I'm not good at picking favorites but I love Spencer and so I was like oh my gosh like the Hastings the Hastings I know them I know and that's, for me that's like an Easter egg hopefully for season two that's how Spencer can come through oh, that'd be during cool. the internship I would really love it um but obviously then Caitlin it missed her mom that she knows about the affair that she had with a man. And her her mom, in, in the way she's dealing with such a politician, the way she is like a politician versus a mother. Yeah. In, in, in the way the conversation flows and how she reacts to everything. Like one who told you to. Yeah. She tried to justify her actions. I like, I don't want you to justify your actions. And then two or three, I should say, it was apparently the other mom works for a mom senator right so you're telling me that my other mom had to stay in dc you couldn't give her the time off i loved caitlin so called her mom out on everything she said and it was really like so empowering for caitlin i loved those scenes i thought it was really cool when she was like oh so all that stuff that you said at all those dinners you didn't mean that you put family first got it okay like noted i'll do what you're asking but I know who you are. Like, no, I see yeah, you. Yeah, I have, I have a realization now. Now my mother is no longer perfect in my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an adult thing where we realize that our parents are human. Absolutely. And they're not perfect. And you know what? I will keep your secret. I'm not going to be happy about it. But now I know how I'm going to maybe go forward in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Which was so such an also mature thing for Caitlin to do. Because even her mom was saying, that's very wise. But I can't take the risk. I'm sorry, ma'am. You can't take the risk of your infidelity, right? That like could come the choice out. that you made, the thing that you did. Oh, I see. If I was Caitlyn, I would have been smart. I'd be like, just so you know, the woman you liked that came in here, you liked her initiative. She also knows about your affair. Oh, that's such a good point. I, you should have said that. I would have. I would have thrown some. Just I. Okay, okay. This is me. Obviously, if I was reacting to it, but Caitlyn also is. Very more classy, mm-hmm. and that like that that, I, that shows just her like the way she grew up and still be classy in that way. So shows such an amount of mature, like we keep saying maturity, yeah, true though, and growth and wisdom. They, you know, we still try to find when we're in our early twenties. Yeah, and then also I'm thinking maybe it was just because she didn't want to drag her mom into everything that's going on with Dana because they think Dana might be like. A. So maybe it was just a thought that, okay, well, if I tell my mom, then she's going to confront Dana, and then I'm going to have to deal with the fallout of that, because Dana's not going to like that I'm, like, tattletailing on her. So maybe it was... She could at least mention Claire knows. That's true. That's a good point. That way, Senator can ask me to Claire... And Claire really and now she'll has... know that the secret is out, so she can tell her wife! Or not tell her your wife, and, you know... Just be awful. But just, <laughs> I legit... 
this is a cliche, but it's so true. What's done in the dark will come to light. And no matter how long the secret's going to stay secret, it's just, it's only time will tell, you know? Yeah. Their secret is definitely going to out. Because now Nolan knew. Now Claire knows. Dana knows. I know. That's four people. (laughs) So now four of us know this information. I legit want to say it's very pretty little liars. Two can't keep a secret. I mean, obviously nobody's dead, but, you know. I was going to say that, too. Like, that's, and the thing about it all coming to light, like, that's exactly what happens on this show. Like, you can't keep your secrets. You can try. You can can do whatever it takes, but you won't succeed. Like, good luck. (laughs) I wish you the best, but it's it's not going to work out for you. I love some people in the chat are saying Dana uh, Dana is getting on my nerves. I swear, so are you. Alexis says, yes, Dylan is a male version of Spencer. I love that. I, I think that's so that. true. Um, Liz Morgan lover. Dana is super shady. <laughs> There's a lot of shady AFs happening in the chat right now. We totally agree. Accurate. And also, not only does Caitlin talk to her mom about her secret, she also finally tells Jeremy... The secret about Mason, it seems to be about everything now. So dreamy, first of all. How, and I know a lot of people in the chat earlier were questioning if we should trust him. Is he a suspect? Obviously, we don't have enough information to suspect him. But again, British people on this show have a tendency to I be know. a little shady. They, like, throw you off with the accent. <laughs> you're, like, totally off your detective game when they're talking. You're yes. just, like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Where has he been this whole time? Like, what? Did, he came. He came to the hospital with coffee. That's how she knew he was there. So I guess he was just. If he waited for uh, the mom to leave, we don't know. But he did show up. Obviously, after that's a good Senator theory, mom though. Left. Yeah. Because it seems like I don't know. I'd be sad if I knew my boyfriend was there and like they they're out now. Kind of like they yeah. they've hung out together in public, haven't they? Not yet. So. They have. They have. Uh, now they've officially been introduced. They were. That that's was actually right. the that's plan right. before Mason. Kind of. It's because they never went well, yeah. because Caitlyn canceled because she was lying getting blackmailed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember now. And also, while Dylan and Ava wanted to see Caitlyn, they were talking about being blackmailed. Somebody tried to kill Caitlyn. Jeremy is kind of the cut over here on the receptionist, and he hurt some of yeah. that. Yeah. There, there is, there's a, there's a lot of little, little nuggets that's happening in this episode that I'm just here for. Or now you question, okay, Jeremy, you heard this now, what are you going to do with information? But luckily, Caitlin's with the beans before we find out what he wanted to tell her. Oh, yeah, that's so true. That's like my favorite thing about this show. There's such a good, like, little detail, like the little details are the things that come back around and you're like, oh, I did notice that, but I forgot that I noticed that. <laughs> and, like, I love that. When you're like, oh, shoot, I should have I known, because I remember, like, yeah. it's totally going to come back around somehow. But I don't know. It's like there's no – you never know what's going to happen. Like, I like to think I know what's going to happen, but – You never know. It's like, yeah, it goes off in some other way, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm wrong. Speaking of being wrong, okay, so Kaylin, this is obviously me when I'm saying this is wrong. Okay, so Kaylin <laughs> and Mason, uh, Mason comes to Kaylin in her dark, 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 dark hospital room, puts his hand over her mouth, and then says, I'm going to finish what I started, sir. <laughs> Those are not words you should choose uh, in this day and age, but okay, I, I, I you know. Aggressive. I, I waited, I waited just to see what was going to happen, because as much as I would love to write Mason off, 
you gotta get you gotta let the other person get their side to understand the full circle of things and mason lets kaylin know that uh what he knew about her and her friends was because nolan told him mm-hmm. that nolan let him be his insurance policy in case anything bad ever happened to him so if you guys remember a couple episodes ago, Taylor, uh, sorry, not to hear Taylor, um, <laughs> Tyra, um, on the show, she mentioned that that is, was a possibility and I couldn't fathom thinking that, but I am a woman and I can admit I was wrong and I am so happy to actually be proven wrong to see what her, what she said come into fruition in a vision. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, you threw me for a wrench, Mason. You were Nola's insurance policy. I'm sorry, sir. What? That's kind of fun, though, because, like, we all have our own theories. I have my own theories, too. And when you're sharing them with someone, it's really neat when, like, even if it's not your theory, when someone's theory is right. Yes. You're like, oh. Yeah, the first thing I did, actually texted her. Okay. I was like, I was wrong, but I can't wait to see what your thoughts are on the episode, because I legit, like... Now that you're a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> you're super psychic, because you, like, you manifested that. It was really awesome. Just to see Mason explain himself how he was jealous of Nolan. He was tired of being number two, but also realizing that I am not Nolan. I tried it. It, it. it wasn't a good look for me. It can't be fun. Like, even Nolan didn't like being Nolan, really. True. He saw that when he talked to Taylor and was like, ah, you don't want to do this anymore. It's this hard. And he had it all, apparently. Like, it looked like. You thought he had it all. Yeah. So. I, I guess it's an interesting thing. Like, who's going to be the next one to come up and, like, try to fill Mason's shoes? You know, there's always going to be someone trying to be that top dog, I feel like. I don't know. Yes, because Nolan's secret sash is still in the wind, and we don't know who exactly stole it. But, guys, Ava and Dylan have decided to leave her fashion show to go through the sewer. And Ava falls in. And Dylan is distracted by a pink balloon with the shape of a pig on it. Questions. Okay. And then so Dylan decides to go after her because he hears her scream. It's a good friend. Mysteriously, his flashlight stops working. <laughs> Just cuts off. No batteries. It's dead. And then he and he Ava finds him and says, say someone's here. I don't know what's happening. And then there is a just a figure. We don't in the shape of the head, we can tell it was a pig person, a pig man, in the sewer with them. Now, how does this person tie into everything else? We have no clue as of yet. It's so creepy. It was... I I was like, are we in the purge? Is the purge <laughs> happening? Uh, I, I was trying to think of other horror films I'm that like, had masks in it. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. I love It. And that was like major It vibes. It was oh, the coolest oh my gosh, the, thing. The, the, oh, thank the, the balloon, balloon, the yes. sewer, the like crazy monster. I actually I forgot about cool. it for a second. Yes. And it was neat. Neat? It was neat because <laughs> the way it was written in the script, like it wasn't totally fleshed out yet. It was like, okay, like this is what's going to happen. But they've like created all the details. What was the balloon going to look like? What was the pig man going to look like? And it was really cool to see it all come together because it was like... I don't know. I was so excited because it was like it. I couldn't wait to see it on the show. See, like, that's I, such cool inspo. That's such cool inspiration. I hate it. I'm sorry. It is the reason why I don't like clowns. Um, I don't like clowns either, but that's why I love it. No, I I just I, I get, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> There's just clowns. Like no, it like actually I get a reaction when I'm thinking about it because granted it was a fantastic film, but so great. 
just like and like I didn't think of what you said until you said it how it was inspired and then I'm looking at everything from the balloon to the sewers to this thing that just pops up behind you and you don't realize it's there it's so it yeah I know it was like um I don't know plus with the pig man like they do the have you ever been to the horror night like the Halloween horror nights I, at Universal? I work it, yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. There's like the pig guys that run around. The, oh, they scare me to death. Like no, that's I don't just, play them games. Me neither, and that's why it was like, oh, that's a perfect combination of things that horrify me. It was like I don't know. That's my favorite thing about the show, though. It's like one minute it's really sexy and romantic, and then it's funny and you're laughing, and then it's like, oh yeah, I Ava, I just peed my pants too. Like yes. And they had to book it after their little run-in with Dana Booker back to the fashion show because Vogue is there. She's trying to cinch that that internship. And she turns her sewage into something so beautiful. I love what she said because I actually wrote it down. It was... Um, where it was so smart. She's so smart. She, I love that. These characters are all, like, thinkers. They're... I know. Because she's creative. She just, mm-hmm. you know... I mean, I'm not naked, but I'm not clean either. And just, like, life... Life is messy, and sometimes uh, the most beautiful things comes comes out of the most ugliest places. Our, in our imperfections, we learn and we grow. And I really feel like because Beacon Heights is supposed to be this this object of perfection, mm-hmm. to have these characters realize that as much as we strive for perfection, nobody is perfect. But how do you live with those imperfections and to still make you grow as a person? Yeah, I loved. There was one line of it where she was like the flower in the in the dirt. Yeah, the, the flower exactly. Yeah. and I think that's such a good thing, and that's exactly what all of those people there needed to hear too. Because it's so true. Like you learn and you grow from the pain and the things that kind of hurt or the things that aren't so pretty. That's what makes you a stronger, better person. Yeah, like and, snapdragons, they're beautiful and resilient. Look at you. You are a quoter. She warned me she was a quoter. <laughs> a little bit. I'm tired. It <laughs> happens. But because, like, because it, it reminded me of what you said, because what your greatest strength is through what you fail in. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you fail in something, the only way you're going to know how strong you are is how you react. The choices you make to deal with it. If you throw a tantrum, that's how you're going to go through most of your life. Because you don't get what you want. But if you, you know, go back to hard work and determination and discipline, it's a whole other ball game into what you can accomplish. Absolutely. There's some proverb or something. It's like fall down seven times, stand up eight or something like that. I don't I like know. That. But it's good. I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I'll get it to you. Come on. I was, it. <laughs> I'm not a good quoter like you are. I don't know. I just made that up. Maybe. <laughs> but I think I, I've heard, not if it's not that same one, I've legit heard the same S-ness of it. Some, something. The spirit of it all. Yeah. Know? We're on the same page. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys in chat are so funny. Some people, um, actually, Allison De Laurentiis in the chat says, Taylorsons will be weird since they claim they're doppelgangers and could be sisters. Um, some people say, A in the chat says, Taylorson is a friendship. <laughs> And what did the Mac Max Seven said? I love the fact that Dylan was playing "Born This Way" by Lady Gaga. Yes, the music on the show is so good. It's so inspired and so amazing. But also the fact that he was also playing "Born This Way" when she came out, a little dirty, a little unkept, a little unclean. I didn't even notice that. That's so smart. It's such smart use of music. It's 
really cool. You're good. Thank you. I really try. (laughs) But true, because I think the reason we loved Born This Way when it came out is because we are we are a person with maybe four eyes or brown hair or we're ginger. But those are the things that make us us are the things that make us unique. And once we realize we're unique as a person, the rest of everybody's opinions can just slide off you and you can just be yourself and be amazing. Yeah. I think that's cool, too, because the whole concept, the show is called The Perfectionists. And Lady Gaga is like the antithesis of that. She's all about loving yourself, being true to yourself, doing your own thing and loving it. And I love that there's so much of her music that's featured in the show because it's so. I think it opened on Bad Reputation, Bad Romance. It opened yeah. on Bad Romance mm-hmm. with the cello, which was so just cool. a great rendition. Yeah, they do a lot of those cool like orchestra piece covers of the um, Lady Gaga. I think there have been a couple other ones too, but I don't remember. I don't remember either. So okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on, and we found out that the guy Zach, who was. Uh, helping Allison throughout this entire process had a, you know, problem with Ava. We couldn't figure it out why he was being so, you know, snippy and snappy at her until it was revealed after the fashion show that his actual name is Zach Fortson. Kevin Fortson was his dad and lost his life savings, Zach's college fund, and everything they had because of Ava's dad. I mean, yeah, he's kind of a dick, but can you really blame him? Like, I kind of get it, but... I get it, but I also want to be like, I am not my father maybe yeah I, mean, I feel like maybe you should give me a benefit of doubt to figure out who i am as a person before you want to judge me for my parents actions though i your anger is completely understood mm-hmm. you and you can actually tell i'm smart like i legit talked about genetics and the yeah. reason why i actually chose my flowers so i'm actually smart i have a brain in my head i'm not just not paying for college and not just want an internship just for the fun of it. I'm actually an incredible, intelligent person. Yeah, and at the same time, like, she probably feels bad because she knows that she's using the money that her dad left her to pay for school. So she knows that, like, oh, in some weird way, his college savings account went to me to, like, put me through school, and now he's having to work all these jobs or whatever and, like, try to pay for it. Well, I'm getting to go. Like, yeah, she's got it really tough and she doesn't have her parents in her life. And, you know, she didn't choose it for herself. But because she has such a good moral compass, it seems like she would be taking that on herself and feeling, like, extra bad about that. Like, he doesn't need to make her feel bad is what I'm trying to say. She already feels bad. (laughs) But but that's the thing. When you're also dealing with your own pain, you're not so much attuned to somebody else's pain. Yeah. It's an awareness thing. That just that is happening within the show. Like everybody's dealing with their own thing, but not really taking the other person, other person's um, way they're dealing with things to account. I think it's like slowly, kind of starting to resolve itself. Everyone kind of everyone's apologized about the terrible things, things that they said in the cabin. Yes. Like the the perfectionists are kind of like getting their Gelled. stuff together. Yes. Yeah, they're they're gelling. Let me ask you a question. If you were Ava and you found out that I, Kaylin, who was supposed to be your friend, even though now we're only, we're only getting to the friendship part, mm-hmm. I am the one that told your secret. How would you... Do you feel Ava was justified in um, her anger? I think it made sense that she was that angry, but I also feel like... 
Caitlin found out, which means like someone else would find out, and she told someone else who told everyone. Like it wasn't really Caitlin that like posted it online, or you know she didn't specifically go out of her way to out Ava. So I feel like in one way it's kind of unfortunate that Ava took it so hard because like obviously that wasn't Caitlin's intention, yes. but at the same time she was kind of reckless with someone else's secret and she probably should have just kept it to herself. So at least it's all working itself out cuz that was such a hard thing to watch. It was like, "Oh, I feel bad for both of you." Like, really do. Just get it together, you guys. Come on, you're so cute. Just be friends. And so now we come to Mona's discovery. Mona is just hanging out at Taylor's camper finding Taylor's hidden beacon guard mm-hmm. in a wall cabinet with you know some saltines on it gotta do what you gotta do like i, I don't know why i was expecting to see maybe spam in there but uh there was you just didn't see it <laughs> and everything falls out and there's a secret computer keyboard that's taylor's using to look everything everybody up on beacon guard mona discovers that a mason actually wasn't with the crew team he's actually back in beacon beacon heights she tries to warn everybody but of course it's too late <laughs> Typical. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, you know, it happens. And then the bombshell that there was a motion alert that Nolan Hotchkiss was actually at Mona's apartment. What? It was seriously a mind blown moment. Like I don't remember everything super clearly, and when that happened, I was like, "What?" <laughs> so shocked and I was like wait okay think backwards do I remember this like it's so fun though watching it now because I feel like it, there's been enough time since we shot everything and since I read all the scripts and stuff and I didn't like really really pour over everything multiple times like yeah. to try to soak up so much detail because I wanted to be able to watch it with everyone and kind of experience it for the first time when everyone else was so I do remember a lot of it but at the same time it's so fun seeing it on the screen it's so different from reading it and I like I'm hooked. Like, it's so fun. I, that really, like, <laughs> your reaction was probably exactly the same reaction I had, which was like... No, I was like, what? And then I, <laughs> what did I write? I wrote um, in parentheses, I was like, Dana? And, like, as a question mark, maybe she has Nolan's phone and she's in his house, which is why I saying Nolan Hotchkiss is uh. there. Because somebody has something of Nolan's that is also connected to Beacon Guard. Interesting. In my head. That's smart. I'm sorry, sir, you... you you fell off a roof and were punctured a couple times. So I, if that is the greatest magic trick in life, I'm sorry if Nolan Hotchkiss has survived. I know you can't tell me, but um, <laughs> well, you've seen those magic tricks of like the people getting sawed in half. You know, I'm not like spoiling it. I don't know, but I'm just saying if that would be the most of her drink. No tea spilled today. However, I'm that just- would be the greatest magic trick <laughs> Pretty Liars has ever done of a body being dead by. Spears in the chest. I'm not joking. I'm fine. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> That's the last time I do that for dramatic effect. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Also, Mona discovers that everybody is labeled in the Hotchkiss family, but there's a space between Taylor and Nolan, BH4. We don't know who BH4 is because it's locked. I put Secret Kid. I love that. Because that I wrote in parentheses, it has a question mark. Is there a secret kit that we don't know about? And if that's the case, is this person the one maybe who killed Nolan? What if he had a twin brother? Uh, that's the greatest magic trick ever. Maybe maybe it's like <laughs> some some 
like alley type thing and he like maybe he pushed his own twin brother off the roof or something that's a new one that's my new theory i mean that that could be because in the original pretty liar books it was actually allison's twin not spencer's twin at the end of it all so i actually wouldn't be surprised by that but i actually love that there's actual like a person that we haven't met yet or oh maybe it's jeremy Ooh. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, when he's just around doing whatever it is that he does all day, what is he doing? Like, that's the thing that sticks with me. Is okay. <laughs> if you don't see it, like, it could he could be doing anything. anything. And also, okay, so you know how Claire introduced um, Caitlin and Jeremy when they, when they were at her house? And she gave this long professional title of what he actually does. And a data analyst, most data analysts are computer people. So in my head, that was like a like a, just a, th- a reminder maybe that I need to like also be on the lookout for that. Yeah, so maybe he also has computer skills to maybe be able to hack and to be can guard right and you know keep certain things from happening. But then I'm also like, okay, so we've done the bad British dude. Like maybe it's not. Maybe it's like we're supposed to think that because he's like this British guy that he's the same kind of British dude as the other one. But I don't know. Like okay, so that could be that could be like a red herring or something. Just saying. So then, maybe what if we're thinking that Nolan actually let's let's say for the off chance that Nolan isn't actually dead and he met up with the BH four person and that's they're the plotting the ones plotting is Kaylin Dylan Neva. Ooh, you're not, I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's brilliant. Like. everybody in the chat is kind of going crazy Lauren is saying Jeremy is kind of shady um I don't know I really like him like (laughs) Brianna 042411 says I love you both so much thank you we love you too um and she's asking who is your favorite PLO character and why um and there's oh Felipe Lima wants me to ask you about Vanderkiss. Oh, yes. I don't know. I can't say it. I'm not going to, like, start talking now. <laughs> That's weird. I just say too much and then... I'm... Oh, it's the ship name about you and Mona. Okay. Interesting. I, well, I, like, I, mean... the, I like the... I'm down. Like, Janelle's the coolest and I would work... Like, if I could work with her, like... I'd be the happiest person ever. So let's do it. So before we have a little bit to talk about before we get here, because I really want to ask you a couple questions. One, how was your audition process for Taylor? It was cool. It was fun. I did um, like a first audition mm-hmm. and I went back and I did a second one. And then they usually do like these big weird things called tests where you <laughs> go into like an auditorium with like five people sitting in it or something. It's like really awkward and strange. Um, but luckily they used the tapes from my other ones. So I only had to go in twice, but really I had like five auditions. So I got to stay home, which was nice. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was all pretty fast. Like sometimes it really drags out for a long time. And you're like, okay, I'd like to know <laughs> like what to we're know doing here. here. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was really like a great experience. Um, so you mentioned you did General Hospital, and for you guys who don't know, she's also nominated again this year for a Daytime <laughs> Emmy Award. Thank you. Thank Yay! You. Clap, 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 because that's awesome. How does it feel being nominated again and if you win, can you kind of give us like your what your face will look like? 
<laughs> like that. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I would just, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. It's awesome to be nominated, especially along with my friends. Like, it was fun last year getting to cheer on Chloe when my friend Chloe won. So it's like the best case scenario I win and the best case scenario one of my friends wins. It's like perfect. I don't know. It's a great way to be. Just get to go hang out and someone gets a trophy. Like, I'm game. It's cool. I'll do it again next year if they have me. I don't know. I wasn't on the show this year, but they can nominate me for, like, I'll just show up. I don't know. Guest starring. Yeah, exactly. If there, Before we get out of here, if there's something you wanted to tell Taylor as Haley, what would you say? Oh, this was something I thought was such a hilarious tweet that I posted yesterday. And, um, like, in retrospect, was not nearly as funny as I thought it was. But she's always like the dead girl I'm the dead girl and I'm like girl you are alive like you need to you need to remember that because that's what's going to keep you alive like they always say with survival instincts it's like once you give up that's when you're going to die if you're like stuck in the wild or something so she needs to like buck up and remember that she's she's here she's really here yes she's definitely even if she's not part of society she's a real girl we're going to get into predictions, guys. You guys in the chat are so awesome right now. <laughs> Your After Buzz TV predictions. Haley <laughs> was shaking. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, A-, A says, Haley deserves the Emmy. Um, and you were in General Hospital. Good luck on your award. And my predictions, guys. Okay, so t- she cannot join in on this. So this is purely me. I predict that we're going to find out a little bit, hopefully, on who BH4 is. And we're going to figure out how Caitlin, Ava, and Dylan can beat Dana at her own sick and twisted game. Now, guys, have you seen the promo? I wanted to talk about that for real quick because it was my favorite moment ever. While Mona and Allison are talking and the the three are just looking at each other, not understanding the conversation. And then Ava just says, okay, we need to Google these people. You could have did that. That was the first thing you should have did. It's so funny. Like, they're, it's so funny. It's so nuts. Like, the stuff that they talk about. Right? It's crazy. And yeah. He, he, I'm surprised you haven't. You should have Googled her the first time because no one yeah. knew who she was. Weren't you a little curious? Like, like, and when I, if I say I have experience doing the same thing you did, that should be, oh, I, maybe I should just, you know, find a name. Yeah. See what's happening. <laughs> that's actually a really good point if you think about it because that's like our first instinct with everything these days it's like oh you meet some guy that you like you maybe no one else does this I don't know but like you google him you, or if you like make a new friend you look them up on Facebook or whatever it is like, yeah I don't do that you can't... but that's a me thing again okay. I know a lot of people in this generation do it I, I I always like to get to know a person by who they are as a person because Facebook and Instagram and Twitter can only tell me something so far, and this it is, is and, it, and it doesn't give me a real connection. And if I like, I'm talking to you right now, I will like the connection of just looking in your eyes and talking to you. This is and true. living in that moment. But sometimes you want to make sure someone's not like a convicted serial killer. That like, is true. Then again, they probably wouldn't be out in the wild. But maybe they, maybe they ran over a dog and told their boyfriend and then went to jail. That's uh, full circle there. Thank you. Okay, well, we're, we're on full circle today. <laughs> 
Thank you guys so much for joining us. Haley, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Oh, yes. I'll be on Instagram at HaleyAaron13 and on Twitter with just my name, Haley Aaron. You, <laughs> you want to give me that follow? Thanks. Thank you guys so much for watching. Tyra will be back next week. She's celebrating her birthday. So, you know, she's doing it up big. You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week. And you can find me on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Now Apocalypse After Show. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.